Hello, Assalamu alaikum everybody. Hope you're all safe, sound and healthy. And I'm back as promised with the updates, the follow-ups, the developments after the arrest of Imran Khan. And as you know, today was another display of the government's abuse of authority, abuse of power, as they actually resorted to threaten the Supreme Court for questioning the arrest of Imran Khan. The fact that the government openly threatened the justice, the chief justice of the Supreme Court by literally saying, and I quote, that people will enter your homes and set it on fire and set you and your families on fire. So in other words, Maryam Aurangzeb, who, by the way, according to rumors, is the illegitimate daughter of Nawaz Sharif as well. And that is why she got this position, despite the fact that she was never qualified for it. And she is so, once again, an illegal minister of the illegal government set up by the United States of America in the sovereign state of Pakistan. Alleged sovereign state because we are no longer sovereign if we're already sold out to another country. And back to the problem at hand, the fact that just two days ago, after arresting Imran Khan, the government was talking about upholding the law and respecting the law and that in a civilized country, people should not be protesting and this and that. And today, once again, they have refused to uphold the law. And not just that, but they have blatantly refused to respect the Supreme Court of Pakistan. And they have been insulting the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court of Pakistan prior to the arrest of Imran Khan while they were setting up a narrative. As we all know, um, everything is scripted in the government. Uh, the United States of American government also always presents a scripted version, a narrative that they always have to control. And they have uh, done it in other countries as well and our own government has also been doing it for decades but this time they have sort of decided to up the notch a bit and they decided to add a few of the flavors that are typical to the American government and because of that, not only in Parliament did they actually insult the Chief Justice and insinuate that he was bribed by Imran Khan, um, despite the fact that actually it is on the record that the high court judges, especially Lahore High Court, um, are known to be put in their positions by the Sharif family and by the Zardari family. And they have been chosen and put in those positions regardless of their qualifications, regardless of their merits, and they have been constantly bribed as well. So they literally belong to either People's Party or uh, the New Ligia Party. And the Supreme Court, of, uh, the, the previous Chief Justice of the Supreme Court was also one of those who, were, who was bought by uh, the Sharif family. And those judges that are not bought are the ones that are repeatedly threatened and blackmailed by the Sharif family and very openly in front of the press in the form of press conferences. They have been blackmailing judges and chief justices. And very openly, they have been talking about how they have had recordings, secret recordings made of conversations and of bribes given and taken. And they have uh, in such a way controlled the judiciary of Pakistan. But right now in this war of the Supreme Court versus the government, 
the Supreme Court has tried to maintain its stance after de by declaring Imran Khan's arrest as illegal. But now here is the worrying part. I mean, this is the part that I predicted would happen, and that is why it is even more so worrying, because the Supreme Court, immediately after declaring the arrest illegal, also cautioned that um, Imran Khan would remain in the custody of Supreme Court, which is, again, understandable, which is a favorable decision. But then the next part where they uh, tell Imran Khan that he needs to go back to the Islamabad High Court from where he was kidnapped, from where he was forcefully and illegally arrested, and that the proceedings that were stopped need to be continued. Now, here is where it becomes worrisome. The Supreme Court failed to address in its decisions the suspension of the bench of Islamabad High Court for failing to uphold the sanctuary of the court for failing to uphold the protection of the human rights of a person who has surrendered himself to the court while registering himself for a case proceeding. And they failed to uphold the law. So it is an abuse of authority, abuse of power as well, because the judges of the uh, Islamabad High Court not only did not do or say anything while all this was happening in their premises, they allowed the vandalism to happen, they allowed the forceful illegal arrest to happen, they allowed a contempt of court, and they at the end said it was all okay. So that brings their integrity into question. Now that brings into question the fact of whether these judges are actually uh, honest or have they been bought? So if the Supreme Court ensures that that bench be replaced and that uh, judges that are, that one can be quite sure that these judges would be neutral, that they come and continue with the proceedings, then it's fine. But uh, what worries me is the fact that the Supreme Court failed to address this issue and they failed to suspend those judges whose integrity has already been questioned. So that is there, and that is why I feel that we're going to probably go back to zero, because if it is the same judges, if those judges, and even if it is different judges, but if these are judges that are not vetted by the Supreme Court or by the bar or by, you know, by any, any, uh, by any responsible committee, uh, then uh, there is a huge doubt regarding the proceedings that would take place tomorrow. Um, so that is there. Um, apart from that, obviously, the as, as the government had stated that they are on a mission given by uh, their leaders sitting in America to eradicate uh, Imran Khan and his whole political group so that Pakistan could never, ever get back on its feet. Um, so this government, which has been running on a script uh, throughout uh, their time in opposition, as well as now their time in the government, where they've made a huge colossal joke out of the people of Pakistan. In their narrative, they are hoping to get rid of the whole uh, PTI. And, because of, and with that agenda, with that mission, 
they have been arresting every single leader, every single uh, prominent member of PTI. And apart from that, there are the, the army that refused to be deployed for the elections in February now is very readily deploying its troops uh, against the public, against the citizens of Pakistan. And uh, again, it puts into question the fact that in what capacity is Maryam Nawaz using uh, our intelligence agencies and in what capacity is she giving orders to the army and the intelligence agencies when she's not even, uh, she doesn't even hold any political position. She's not a minister. She's in, she's in not she's not in the national assembly. She's not in the provincial assembly. She has no position, and yet she has blatantly used our government organizations to fulfill her agenda. She used the ISI to get rid of Arshad Sharif, a prominent journalist, a well-loved journalist. Actually, there are very few journalists in Pakistan who really do their jobs well, and he was one of them. Um, he never, ever uh, targeted any one political party. He was always objective, and he was always extremely uh, well-researched. And the fact that he never used abusive language, and he n always kept his integrity and his professionalism, which is, that, that was the reason why it was a huge shock uh, as to how low this government can go to target such a person. If it was some other person like Hamid Mir, you know, a, a vulgar person who it has no regard for his profession and, you know, then you could understand. But a person who is purely, purely professional in every respect, for that kind of a person to be targeted and killed by both the CIA and the ISI, on again, the orders of somebody who had no authority. That is very, very suspect, very, very worrisome. And now they have arrested two more senior uh, journalists. One is actually a senior journalist. Another one is more of a senior critical uh, analyst. So Imran Riaz Khan is a senior journalist who has been arrested. And Aftab Iqbal is the analyst that has been arrested. And again, arresting a person like Aftab Iqbal you don't get it because he is a very, very neutral, very objective person. He just talks about facts and he calls a spade a spade. And the same is for uh, the same is with Muid Pirzada and Imran Riaz Khan. I mean, uh, Arshad Sharif, Muid Pirzada, um, uh, Imran Riaz Khan, and um, Aftab Iqbal. These are, you know, those those rare few objective. A journalist, investigative journalists and analysts who have really, really earned uh, their, uh, they've actually earned their name in the field and out of the field uh, because they don't just, you know, they don't just talk rubbish. They don't just bullshit around. They actually do their research and they actually try to give out facts, trying to be as objective as possible. So when such people get arrested, then you know, I mean, even those people who still tended to side with the government to, to justify, even they now would have to question the government's motives. Um, so there's that. Uh, plus, obviously, now uh, all the other, um, Shah Mahmood Qureshi has been arrested, Fawad Chaudhry has been arrested, Asad Umar has been arrested. 
uh, Murad Said just gave his last message to the public uh, saying that most probably he will not be able to send any more messages because he fears his arrest is due as well. And uh, the people of Pakistan are enraged, but the government is trying to subdue them. The government is trying to create a conflict between the people and the army. The conflict actually had already started when the army committed their latest act of treason by helping a legitimate government be ousted and putting in fifth columnists and traitors who have criminal records. Now, they talk about law and they talk about crime and criminal and terrorism when it is on the record that these two families are dons of two of the most biggest organized crime organizations in Pakistan. Okay, Zardari family, Gilani family, and Gilani basically works for Zardari, so we'll put it all under Zardari family. And on this side, you have the Sharif family. They have both controlled the petroleum mafia, they have controlled land mafia. In Sindh, Zardari and PPP have controlled the water mafia. In Punjab, uh, in the rest of, in, in Punjab and as well as uh, in Peshawar and uh, a few other more states, or should we say a few uh, cities, not states, uh, we have the Sharif family controlling terrorism. And uh, the, the funny part is uh, terrorism and drug trafficking as well as child pornography. Um, and in, on the other side, you have both in Punjab and in Sindh, you have the Gilani family that has been uh, in charge of sex and human trafficking and prostitution. So Zardari himself is directly involved with drug smuggling. So the funny thing is when these people try to talk about Imran Khan saying that he's a criminal, when that man has nothing to his name, um, he is that man who, like those of us who came from over, uh, out of Pakistan and settled here, he, like us, made the wrong decision of selling everything he had abroad and putting everything that he had here in Pakistan, and then some. And he just spent out of his, even when he was in the government, he spent out of his pocket. Instead of using the treasury, he spent out of his pocket for the people, for social welfare, for charity. Imran Khan is a name that is well respected all over the world. And for a band of thieves and criminals to try to incriminate him, um, when the whole world knows that it's a lie. I mean, how shameless can you be? Seriously, how shameless can you be to actually spew lies in front of people who already know that you're telling lies and you don't care that they know that you're telling lies. So, I mean, that shows um, how shameless they are that to them money is so important. Uh, being slaves of uh, the American government and the British government is so important that they would sell their souls to the devil. And that's what they have done. I mean, these people who are well-known criminals, well-known dons of mafia, are actually calling Imran Khan a criminal and they're calling him without any evidence. And obviously, knowing them, they have always fabricated evidence. And they're taking names of British uh, committees and organizations that don't even exist, citing them that those organizations have evidence of Imran Khan's embezzlement. I mean, seriously, look at the schools that Shabazz Sharif allegedly opened. Uh, they are empty, the buildings are not even fully constructed, and they are filled with cattle. 
There's not a single student or teacher there. Okay. And on the other hand, look at Imran Khan's universities. They have international acclaim. And they work on charity. And people are studying for free or for extremely low fees. On the other side, you have Imran Khan's hospital, which the whole world gives money to Imran Khan directly because they know that it will go to the hospital. Everything is transparent. The accountability is transparent. The fact that they even try to slander his hospital and the land on which his hospital was bought and they couldn't even succeed. Nawaz Sharif tried many times to slander him recently, but the fact that he was given the shut-up call by uh, the accounts and the transparency of the running of the hospital uh, was enough, but obviously not enough to deter him so that now he would start another uh, defamation against Imran Khan, and that is on the Al-Qadr Trust which is even beyond ridiculous. So, but this is this is the problem with our country. As I say, our country is a country of traitors because uh, the people who made this country never got to benefit from it. But those who opposed the independent, uh, the freedom fighters, the, the people who worked for the independence of Pakistan, the people who founded Pakistan, they suddenly took over and they benefited the most from this country, as is always the case with turncoats. Um, so those people who are, call themselves feudal lords, uh, they, were, they were the touts of the British. They worked for the British and they became feudal lords. And then suddenly they decided that they had the right to rule our country and enter into politics. So we've got such kind of people in our politics right from the start. Obviously, it was well designed and now that we had only one man who was ready to fight against all of them and i'm sorry to say but i think that man has no chance uh the country has been standing up for imran khan which is a very huge overwhelming surprise for the corrupt thieves and the, uh, the american government because uh, our country has never known to has never been known to stand for somebody as we know we have a long history of letting our heroes get killed without saying or doing anything and we have a history of letting traitors rule the country without doing or saying anything but this is the new generation this is our generation and the generation below us we are not like the generation before us we are not hypocrites we don't turn a blind eye to something and we even if we have problems with Imran Khan and, uh, he, you know, the fact that he failed to deliver, but we do know why he failed to deliver as the prime minister. We know that he may have become prime minister, but he did not have the two-thirds majority. We know that the machinery worked against him. We know that the bureaucracy worked against him. We know that, but it still peed us off. Yes, we still had a problem. Yes, the fact that Imran Khan surrounded himself with corrupt people instead of the original PTI members was something that really, really uh, peed us off. But that does not mean that we are going to, you know, just put all the shit on him, all the blame on him. No, because we know what's what. We know who's behind everything. And we are not going to stand up for those people and let them get away with it at the cost of Imran Khan or his life. Because the fact remains that he is by far the most honest, the most patriotic, the most uh, dignified man, the most qualified man ever to work so hard for this country.
and this country does not deserve a person like him because this country is steeped in corruption and it is steeped in haram khori and it is steeped in shamelessness and laziness and selfishness and dishonesty and lies because that is how it was made to be these past three to four decades this is what has been done to this country to the people of this country they have been made in such, to, to be put in such a condition or a situation where they should not have anything left in them to rise up with. But as I said, this is now our generation and the generation ours. We never got any benefits from this country, so we're not turning a blind, blind eye. We want a country that was originally dreamt by Muhammad Ali Jinnah. And the only person who can give it to us is Imran Khan, and that's a fact. But one person alone can do nothing, as has been proved during his tenure. You cannot think that one honest person can change the whole country. It does not happen like that, especially, again, a country that is steeped in corruption. A country where, despite the fact that we boast that the majority of our population are youngsters, these youngsters have no say, no power, no authority. The minority, these old farts, these slaves of the British and the Americans, these bitches, they are still above us. They're not letting go. They keep increasing their retirement ages wherever they are, wherever they work, and they just do not leave us the fudge alone. So despite the fact that we have a huge majority, we have no authority. That's the irony of our country. And that is why we have had the largest brain drain in history during the tenure of this government, this government that claims to have the mandate of our public. Yeah. So if the government really has our mandate, then why is it doing the shit that it's doing? I don't get it. And why, why are they here on a vendetta? Not once have they talked about the country, about the economy, about the crisis, not once. From day one, they have been uttering Imran Khan, Imran Khan, Imran Khan, Imran Khan, Imran Khan, Imran Khan, Imran Khan. For fuck's sake, you're here, right? You're our government. You claim to have come here legitimately, even though you're just an interim government and that even an illegal interim government. But okay, even if we accept you as an interim government, an interim government's job is not to complete its term, but to ensure elections, which you have not done. And an interim government is here to try to stop the overflowing crisis, whichever is created. But all they have done is made mess and then blame Imran Khan. How is it that the mess that was created before Imran Khan became prime minister is Imran Khan's fault and the mess that is being created now after he's ousted is also Imran Khan's fault? I don't get it. Nobody gets it. And everything that Imran Khan did, they're trying to take credit for it. And everything bad that they did, they're trying to stump it on him, you know. Like, they're the ones shitting. And they're blaming the person that's cleaning their toilet. The person that is flushing your shit down the drain is the person that they're blaming. So, you and your shit is okay, basically. The fact that the government has so many times threatened the media and the judiciary and so openly shows that they have no fear. And why do they have no fear? Why do they think they're above the law? Because they have already sold Pakistan out to the U.S. That is the only reason. Otherwise, they would still have some fear. 
But the fact that they know that Pakistan is basically no longer a sovereign state from within, that it is already sold out and that they're following their masters, so they are above the law. And that is where we stand today, where our parliament challenges the Supreme Court, where our parliament deems that the High Court is above the Supreme Court, because the High Court actually has judges that are bribed by the parliament and they follow the decisions that are written down by the parliament. So an independent judiciary is illegal while a judiciary that is under the parliament is supposed to be legal. Go figure. This is what Pakistan is. This is what Pakistanis are. And I'm just glad that for the first time in history, Pakistanis have, you know, they have changed at least this much that they now get up for what's wrong, the stand up for what's wrong. Um, again, it's because it's the new generation, it's our generation. But still, um, I think people should not calm down by this decision taken by the Supreme Court, because this is just... It's just, it's just a temporary break. I think the people should keep on pressing the issue and they should keep on pressing for the removal, the removal of this government. Uh, because if we don't, if we stop, if we take a break, um, things will only get worse. So we should not calm down right, uh, as, as yet. We need to keep pressing on. We need to keep moving forward. We need to keep pushing them until this whole charade ends and this government is removed and the elections take place and the real traitors, the real terrorists face the law. So this is me signing out. I hope wherever you are, you're safe, sound and healthy. And I hope all those out there protesting remain safe and we're all with you. May God be with you. And we will face it all till the end. Those of you abroad protesting in Canada and you in the UK and other countries, kudos to you. Uh, it's a pity that you cannot travel all the way here to join the protests here. But wherever you are all over the world, that means a lot. All the best to all of us fighting for what's right, fighting for what's ours. And goodbye, Buddha Hafiz.